Welcome to the Project Fitness Podcast for fitness professionals and fitness enthusiasts who want to be better at life. Fitness is the greatest investment of anyone's life. However, it's not easily obtained, and anyone who says different is just plain wrong. Join award-winning personal trainer and strength conditioning coach Chris Fudge every Monday as he explores all aspects of fitness that can lead you to your optimal health. This podcast is brought to you by the Ready State Virtual Mobility Coach. Dr. Sturette is a movement and mobility coach for players in the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA, plus a doctor of physical therapy. Kelly has created a program called Virtual Mobility Coach. Every day, Virtual Mobility Coach gives you guided mobility videos. It walks you step-by-step through Kelly's proven techniques to relieve pain, improve range of motion, and improve performance. Try it completely free for two weeks, and if you decide to continue, you can get 10% off for life using the promo code PROJECT10. Welcome to another episode of the Project Fitness Podcast, 10-Minute How-Tos. And today in 10 minutes, we're going to talk about how men and women differ when it comes to exercise. So beyond genitalia, we're going to talk about the sex differences. Men are heavier. Genetically, men are heavier. We are taller, we have longer arms, we have longer legs, relative to our body in comparison to females. So what does that mean when it comes to exercise? Well, right off the bat, if we're going to be a little bit heavier, we can probably tolerate lifting heavier weights. Men have larger hearts, men have larger lungs as well. So that does carry over into the ability to have cardiovascular fitness, cardiovascular health. In common practice, people think that men are higher likely to have cardiovascular disease, but the number one killer in North America is cardiovascular disease, and it's actually found in women more than in men. Men are two times as likely to be left-handed. Now, when it comes to exercise, I don't know if that's going to be a huge component, but I know when it comes to things like sports, that does matter a lot. And the main reason is anytime you're playing a sport against a left-handed person, your data bank is not very good. So your ability to see what someone who's left-handed do on a regular basis and then react to it is not effective. So what you'll see in sports like basketball, some of the greatest basketball players of all time are left-handed or there's very difficult to guard. James Harden, who's currently in the NBA right now, is left-handed. And you see that he can pick and choose whenever he wants to score. And if you don't know anything about basketball, but yet you watch a game when he plays, you can tell that everyone's a little bit unsure how to guard him and compared to other players. Men have less body fat. This is common knowledge. Anytime that I work with a man and a woman, a husband and wife couple, they might both come in at similar conditioning levels. But what you'll find is that the man has less body fat right off the bat. When we do a comparison of body fat measurements, whether we're using scales, calipers, whatever it is, the men always tend to have a little bit less fat. And that is across the board. Men have less fat than women because women need more fat for hormonal regulation to perceive babies. And unfortunately, men, we cannot do that. Men have denser bones. You probably all know this. The bones of a man are much denser than they are of a female. So what does that mean when it comes to exercise? <clears throat> well, you're less prone to injury. Your ability to tolerate heavier loads is going to be a lot higher as well. The chances of you getting hurt in the gym will be protected because your skeletal structure is stronger in comparison to a female. Men also have more oxygen-carrying red blood cells. So from a cardiovascular standpoint, we're probably going to get more out of the gym. When I do a set of 10, I'm probably going to be able to do a set of 10 better than someone else who's similar to me just because I have that advantage, that cardiorespiratory advantage in comparison to females. Men's skeletons are heavier. 
So a heavier skeleton allows it to support more muscle mass. We all know that's usually easier for men to put on weight than it is for females when it comes to muscle mass. That also will be because hormonally, we have much more testosterone than females. On average, about 20 times the amount. Testosterone is a driving factor for protein synthesis and growth of muscular tissue and recovery of muscul muscular fatigue, muscular breakdown. So just the fact that we've got a little bit more testosterone, we're going to be a little bit more efficient when it comes to getting results in the gym. And so many times when I work with husband and wife couples, we always see that the, the husband tends to accelerate in progress of weight loss, muscle gain more than the misses, not always due to effort. Uh, sometimes it's just because they have more testosterone in their body. They have more natural muscle mass. They have thicker bones. They can tolerate more weight training. We could even say that their cardiorespiratory fitness is better as well. Men also with the heavier skeletons, they also have narrower hips. So a more narrow hip makes exercises like running more mechanically efficient. What ends up happening when you're running with a narrow hip is your legs do not have to bow or go to the sides as much. So there's not as much stress on the hip joint, not as much energy demand to do that motion. Now, again, this is standard. This is not everyone. This is your average. Your average male has more narrow hips than the average female. So your average male is going to be more efficient at doing running. Does that mean we cannot train a female to have better running efficiency than a male? 100%. Totally could do that. I'm just saying when we look at just sexual differences, biologically, that is one of the big ones there. What it also means is men are less prone to injuries in the lower body than females. Because females have wider hip structures, they are more prone to injuries at the knee joint, specifically ACL tears, which you see in court sports, turf sports, grass sports all the time in females because of all the, the jumping, the bounding, the cutting, the, the quick turns. The hip angle at the knee is completely different. The cue angle is much more apparent on a female than it is on a male. So the ACL joint it's stressed more in females than males. So they are more prone to injury, females, males, less prone to injury. Men have more muscle fibers per unit than women. So if I take my bicep and I compare it to an, another female's bicep, there's a very good chance that I have more muscle fibers in my bicep than the female does. Meaning that my potential for growth, my potential for force production are always going to be higher than that for females. That then leads us to men have 80% more muscle in their upper bodies than females. Besides gorillas, not many other species have this huge differentiation between muscle mass and upper and lower body. That's why you always find that females struggle to do things such as pull-ups and push-ups um, on average in comparison to males. We just have more muscle mass in our upper bodies. That's just the way nature designed us. And contrary to what most people believe, men have 50% on average more muscle mass in their legs than that of females. Even though you might see that in the gym, you walk in the gym, you see a lot of guys with very skinny legs. The reality is in comparison to females, they have 50% more muscle mass in those legs very, very, very rare you see a male who has body fat on their legs. And if they do, there's some hormonal issues going on as well, because men do not really carry much fat in their legs at all. So the fact that men have 80% more upper body mass, muscle mass, and 50% more muscle in their lower body, you could literally take 10,000 people, 10,000 random men, and 9,980 of them, 
would be stronger than females just on those things alone. Now, I'm not saying that is the end-all be-all. There is definitely females out there stronger than males. I train a handful of them, um, but they've been trained to do that as well. But when we just look at sex, genetically, these are some of the averages, and this is what comes to play. So if you're a female and you're out there and, and, and you're struggling to work out, you're like, I'm just not making any progress. All you need to do is be aware that you have to work maybe a little longer, maybe a little smarter, which from being in the gym, you know, for the last 15 years observing, females definitely are smarter than males when it comes to exercise. They apply the right things. And you might be able a little bit more patience as well, where men can sometimes just look at a squat rack or, or look at a set of dumbbells and they can start getting some results. Females might take a little bit longer on that end. The other thing to consider is that men actually have a higher pain tolerance than females. Now, people might think it's the opposite due to the fact that females have the ability to um, you know, conceive, birth children, and go through that process. Now, the pain tolerance actually changes in those last few months of pregnancy, months seven, eight, nine, where at that point, the female's pain tolerance is higher than males on average. But when you're not birthing a baby, on average, men can tolerate more pain than females. So why would that affect anything in the gym? Well, when you exercise to discomfort, and when you go into that, that phase of burning or your gas, you don't know if you can do one more, the more reps you can do under a fatigue state, the greater accumulation of protein synthesis that can happen or muscular growth. So if someone can tolerate a little bit more discomfort, they can tolerate a little bit more pain, then they can usually get more out of the training session than someone who cannot. <clears throat> All of these can be overthrown, overcome, um, with enough time, with enough training. So an example is if you're someone who does not have a lot of upper body muscle mass, it doesn't mean you can't have a lot of upper body muscle mass. You just need to train, be patient, eat well, have the ideal training structure, ideal training program, ideal um, facilitation of how to do the exercise, and you can get there. You will also see this spread in sports as well, such as sprinting right up to marathon running. You will see a difference between males and females by around 11% even in those endurance sports as well, where some people may have said that um, <clears throat> females tend to be better endurance than they are than males are. Unfortunately, the, the data doesn't show that. The data shows that there is about 11% difference between the two. So when it comes to men and women and how men, uh, women differ when it, when it comes to exercise, those are the main points. And the last one, you know, to take into consideration as well is, fellas, we can go 12 months straight, usually without having any you know, down weeks, unfortunately for females who have a regular period, a regular cycle, you know, once every 28 ish days, they're going to feel not so good for about uh, five, six days, depending on um, how their cycle is. And that's going to affect their training as well. And you got to take that into consideration. So fellas, whatever you want to believe or not, we are significantly more lucky when it comes to what do we have from a genetic standpoint, when we go into the gym, that gives us a little bit of an advantage over the opposite sex. So that is a fact. And those are how men and women differ when it comes to exercise based on sex. Never stop learning because life never stops teaching. If you've learned at least one thing from this podcast and your mission is to help other people, please share this podcast with them. And a reminder, we will be releasing one episode every Monday for the entire year. So make sure to hit subscribe so you get the updated information as soon as possible. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. 
And thank you so much for allowing me to be part of it. Thank you.